Hello, welcome to another episode of Hope with Danny, a podcast dedicated to inspire listeners everywhere with weekly stories and personal testimonies from our wide range of guests. I'm your host, Danny Daniel, and thank you for listening. This is Danny Daniel, and I have the fortune, good fortune of having Dickie Clark on as my guest today. He's got a lot to talk about. He's done a lot of things in his life, and uh, I'm just glad, uh, glad to have you, Dickie. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, I, th- I think that uh, we want to introduce our uh, listeners to kind of a little bit about your background. Mm-hmm. Uh, y- what's your hometown and how did you get to the University of Georgia? <laughs> well, I, I'm from Rossville, Georgia, up right below uh, Chattanooga. Uh, and I got to Georgia. I was uh, recruited there for the, to play quarterback at the University of Georgia. I came to the University of Georgia as an athlete. I stayed here, uh, graduated uh, in, uh, from the University of Georgia, went into coaching. Uh, I went to Vanderbilt University and was able to coach there with a great and godly Christian man, George McIntyre, for two years. And Coach Dooley was kind enough to uh, uh, offer me a job. I came back to the University of Georgia and uh, coached there with uh, Coach Dooley. Uh, and also, it was there all the years that ray was there so and since then uh, i've been uh, in athens uh all my life so that's how i got to athens well let's back up uh you were recruited as a quarterback but you didn't play quarterback did you well i did a little bit like you know two games <laughs> <laughs> I actually i actually uh i tease ray golf about this you know that he was my backup you know for two games and uh in my sophomore year i started two games and then i was benched and the end came matt robinson who had a great career at the university of georgia and pro career and then ray ended up playing uh, the last two years when they went to the beer option but no they they came to me after my sophomore year and that's what that was when some people will remember the old junkyard dogs i remember coach eric russell coming and saying dickie we uh we need to get some players on defense would ask me if I would do that, and I said, "Well, it sure beats sitting on the bench." So <laughs> I said, "Sure," and uh, so I ended up. That was the '75, I think, was the beginning of the junkyard dog and the whole that whole uh, era of Georgia football. And so I was fortunate to be a part of that and uh, become and play defensive end there for 1975 and 1976. Well, it's no fun to sit on the bench any way you look at it. You didn't. Uh work hard at uh, practice for years and years to end up on the bench. But then when Coach Russell uh, makes a suggestion to you, you're pretty uh, – <laughs> That's exactly right. Pretty yeah, easy. He, was, uh, he was an incredible uh, incredible man, incredible coach, uh, motivator. Uh, yeah, when he came and uh, spoke, you, you definitely listened. And uh, he was certainly a, a joy to play for for those two years. Well, did you have a particular game during those two years that you remember uh, as uh, you were able to make a decisive contribution to the team? <laughs> well, two games can't come come the most. One was uh, we were playing Mississippi State, which was the game uh, the year before was the last game I played at quarterback. They had a great team. They won the SEC, and we went to uh, went to uh, Starkville, and they had uh, Rocky Felker and just beat us and. 
to beat us bad. And that was my last game that I, I, I got to play quarterback. But then they came to Athens the next year, and I was kind of alternating as a defensive end, and uh, they were driving to win the game. And uh, they came down on the option. They, they threw the ball, and Ronnie Swoops, our defensive tackle, kind of batted it up in the air, unfortunately. All I did was it came right in my arms, and I, I ran it back, I think, 72 yards or something for a touchdown, and we won the game. So I remember that because not only a touchdown, but it, it, I, I, after that I became a starter uh, on the defense. And uh, uh, so that, that one is memorable. But then when, when Alabama came to Athens in 76 and we shut them out 21 to nothing, that was a, a huge – a victory uh you know for our team and that was kind of the night they shut down the streets and uh just a tremendous uh win against what then alabama was certainly a, a dynasty as they are now so those two those two come to mind well those are two excellent ones to come to mind uh, i tell you when you really participate in a game but yet you have a great deal to do with the victory in a game the mississippi state one uh, and to beat Alabama 20, what'd you say, 21 to nothing? 21 to nothing, correct. Uh, that's saying a whole lot, uh, because they certainly were a dynasty at that part and at that point, and we're trying to re we uh reset that dynasty with the Bulldogs right. now, yeah, and doing a good job of it for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, how did you like uh, Athens as a, as a city back then? Oh, we well, we loved it. Athens was uh, I came from um. Uh, a small town atmosphere Athens at that time was seemed very small. So, uh, you know, it was a city that, uh, we we, I kind of fell in love with. We, we got involved with, uh, uh, organization called the fellowship of Christian athletes, found a great church in Prince Avenue Baptist church. Uh, so it was a, a good uh, experience, uh, for me leaving a small town for the first time in my life. And, being thrown in with uh, good people, a good place, uh, good coaches, finding a, a good church, all those things uh, I look back on very positively with my experience in Athens as a, as a, as a student. Well, now you played for, uh, for Dooley. Correct. Uh, so you, you can enjoy that, uh, that memory well because he was such a great coach what did he oh. coach 25 years or something like that or? oh yeah yeah certainly um coach dooley has been a big part of of, of my life and our family's life uh not only as uh as players and uh but also bringing me back and coaching there for some 15 years and, and working under him and um and he and he and barbara have been a lot of course i've met my wife angela as i was coaching and Learned a lot about coaching and 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 life, and uh, Coach Dooley was a, a great uh, mentor uh, for for me as a young coach, and even after that, just uh, the way he went about his business and the things that he did. A lot of great experiences uh, with uh, with Coach Dooley for sure. Well, now you you met Angela there at Georgia. Was she still a student? I, I guess. Well, you know, uh, yes, <laughs> I was coaching. Uh, I was a young coach. Uh, she was uh, uh, a student there and kind of helping with the recruiting uh, process that we had out, you know, taking parents around, some things like that. And I just happened to notice her, and it took about months after months to finally 
get her to uh, uh, have a date with an older man, but finally she did. And, and uh, so, she, yes, I met her, at, met her at the university, and she got her degree there, and uh, we married uh, just, a, just about a year or so after we met there. Well, you gave it plenty of time to gestate then, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Well, that's good. She's a wonderful young lady, and uh, I still consider her a young lady. She's a good deal younger than me as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, And she was in the real estate business for a while, wasn't she? She still is. Yeah, she still is a realtor there with Caldwell Banker and Charlie Upchurch and been doing it for some 12 years. She went through raising kids and homeschooling kids and finally came and said, Hey, I'd, I want to go to work again. And first she thought she'd be a teacher, but I kind of talked her into the real estate thing. And, uh, it's been great. She loves what she does, loves working with people, helping people. So yeah, she's, she's been doing that for several years now. And y'all have two kids. Yeah. Well, we have three, three kids, an older daughter, uh, 32, I think. And then two boys, uh, 29, 27, and all live right here in, in the area. <clears throat> well, boy, you're fortunate with that. It seems like the the kids, uh, when they get out of school, they want to move the furthest they can away from the parents for some crazy reason. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, we are fortunate for sure. Yeah. Was there any uh, coach besides Coach Russell that you felt like uh, really had an impact on you uh, besides well, Russell and Dooley? Well, Coach George McIntyre, he was the, the first coach that gave me my first job and uh, and George was uh, just a tremendous uh, Christian coach that, um, uh, you know, and that was during years where Vanderbilt was, we were, we were bad. We won two games in two years. So it was a difficult, difficult time. And I watched him uh, be positive during tough, tough times. I watched him go about his being a deacon in his church and, uh, and just having just a tremendous attitude Um in the midst of what was difficult when you're um, losing as bad as we were losing. And, and, uh, but George was a, a tremendous impact, uh, uh, on my life. And, uh, and especially when it comes to coaching and how to handle adversity and those type things, he was a, a, a great, great model for me in the coaching profession. Yeah. I guess he was one of your mentors. That's for sure. And you had plenty of them. It sounds like, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you, you run across, uh, people and that affect your life in a lot of different ways. And I've certainly had some great, great people that have, uh, uh, that have impacted me throughout the years for sure. Uh, I have the privilege now, or just for a few months, I guess, of serving on the board of FCA and I'm certainly learning a lot, an awful lot about what FCA is about and uh, how it's uh, formed to help uh, help kids in many, many ways. Uh, what was your particular draw to FCA uh, when you were in college? Uh, in oh, coaching? gosh, yeah. Well, uh, the draw was it was an athletic-oriented ministry, and I loved athletics. Um, it, it reached um, every segment. It was uh, whether rich, poor, white, black, Asian, it didn't matter. Um, we had uh, a variety uh, of, of people and young people uh, involved. Uh, it, it was in the schools. Uh, it's a place where a, a church couldn't go. They couldn't go in and do services in a church, but through the ministry of FCA, we could go in and reach out to Christian kids and, and have huddles in the school. We can have camps. We could reach those that um, 
I tell people all the time, I think FCA is, uh, is the best opportunity for a young person who, uh, who is not growing up in a Christian home and is not involved in church, the greatest opportunity for them to hear about Christ and the message of Christianity is through a ministry like FCA in the church, if they're not getting it at home or in church. So it was just a, an opportunity to combine my love of athletics and, and my Christian faith uh, uh, in the same area and the people around that area. So there's just so many things um, about it about FCA that, uh, that are appealing. <laughs> okay. And even now that I've retired now for a couple of years from the ministry, I'm, I'm even more impressed and more the way they do things, the way they go about their business, the ministry, the, the way they handle money, all the things that we get through FCA. I, I even think more of it now than I did when I was, uh, when I was working with FCA. Well, it stands, FCA of course stands for the fellowship of Christian athletes. And uh, but yet you don't just limit it to athletics. Athletics, uh, it it goes further than that sometimes. Oh yes, any any person can be involved. And when you think about it, there's athletics go from somebody from walkers to uh, frisbee throwers to you know everybody's involved or has an interest in some type of uh, athletics. So yeah, it's not just for just athletes on teams is for those that have an interest in athletics and uh, have an interest in, in, um, in the Christian message. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's everybody is welcome. Well, it also includes uh, cheerleaders. Uh, That's right. Yeah. That, we got a great, yeah. Yeah. And of course we have here in Athens, of course, Mary Lou, Mary Lou is, is, is uh, in charge of all of, all of the cheerleading ministry that FC has across the country does camps and uh, all over the country. And uh, so, yes, there's cheerleaders are very much of a part of what we do as well. Well, and your organization or that organization provides hope to middle and high school students primarily. Uh, although there are a lot of college students that get involved in it, uh, whether they're being mentors or they're trying to, uh, learn more about what FCA does. Uh, do you think that uh, maybe FCA has opened up some avenues that, like you say, maybe some other organizations could not open up? Oh, no question. Yeah, there's, first of all, there's just some, so much tradition with FCA that goes back way when it was started and what 1954 whenever whenever it was so there's you 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 run into people in schools that have all been involved with fca they they a lot of them have been involved they've been to camps they've experienced it so uh you very rarely walk onto a campus where people aren't familiar with it because of the long tradition that fca has and it's in and i refer to it as is it's like whether it's young life or fca or campus crusade these ministries are kind of arms of the church. It, it helps uh, the church reach into areas where they can't normally uh, go to. So uh, it's just, um, again, when you combine faith with athletics uh, and, and put it together, it just opens a lot of doors. Well, you talk about youngsters. Uh, you'll find, I know in Athens Church, the church that I go to, uh, my son went to that church long before we did and he said y'all need to try it it's it's great and uh, he brought us in there and that happens quite often 
Mm-hmm. It seems like it's kind of a movement that the younger people are really getting involved in not only church, but uh, but FCA and other organizations that, as you say, are arms of the church. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, it's it's, uh, um, you know, it, it's has, like I say, such a great tradition and uh, the young people that come to know Christ and they get their parents involved and, and parents end up uh, in being in church and so um so no question it's it's having a a, a great impact in our schools and in our communities uh, all across the country and even i mean we're fcas in countries all over the world now i mean we have a whole ministry that is that is global um, and reaching all places all over the world that we never would have many many years ago let me back up just a minute here and uh, talk about maybe your uh, most memorable personal hope story in in your life. Can you pinpoint at least one? At one hope story? Yeah, in your life. Well, well, I guess that would be when I uh, when I when I came to know Christ when I was in in high school and and uh, I can remember it in a little Mount Olive Baptist Church in a uh, one of my high school teammates and I were in the back of a church and he, he and I looked at each other and we know we, we knew we needed to go down front. So both of us together went down and we prayed to receive Christ. And that moment is, uh, uh, sticks out in my mind and I can see it. And it's always a reminder sometimes when you have doubts and questions and you think of what in the world's going on, you can look back to that time when, when your life was, was changed. And then I, and then I remember in college and, you know, when, you know, I came to college and wasn't doing things right the way I needed to do, but it was through the ministry of FCA and friends that, that have become Christians that I decided, okay, we need to get things in, in the right place and the right order in my life. And I can remember uh, rededicating my life and, and, and growing with those other Christians there on our team and, and having huddles together and Bible studies together and even going out and, and speaking together. That was a, a tremendous college was a, a tremendous time, uh, not only to, to rejuvenate me in my Christian life through the ministry of FCA at the University of Georgia. Well, FCA is all about in, inspiration uh, and the impact <clears throat> of that on its uh, members and the far reaching impact of that on people that, uh, that, come to know people that uh, have involved themselves in FCA. What do you think are the main events that FCA puts on that have such an impact on the lives of of young folks? Oh, it's the camps by far. You know, it started as a camping ministry, but I mean, the hundreds and hundreds of camps that go on in the summertime where we bring in, you know, uh, professional athletes, college athletes, uh, tremendous bands and music and tremendous gifted speakers. And, and uh, when you can get away off to a camp, whether it's for three days, five days, and be around other uh, Christian, be in small groups, which I know Athens Church is <laughs> tremendous of small groups, and have a huddle leader and you, you get to experience and see other Christians as they live their life, that that impact for that three days or five days or whatever it is has a tremendous impact and more, I think more people, more young people. And it's amazing how I, when I traveled with FCA all over several States, 
how many people say, well, you know, I became a Christian at camp or I was at Black Mountain or I was at St. Simons. And so I think the, the camping ministry in the summer and getting kids off to themselves with other Christians and in a small group and to hear the tremendous speakers and to be challenged with their faith, that's that by far to me is the most impactful thing uh, that FCA does. Yeah, the camps. And because that makes it personal, doesn't it? Correct. It sure does. And then, you know, the beauty of it, the way the old the campus ministry got started is, 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 hey, the kids go to camp. They have a great experience. They come to know Christ. They come back. And now you have this organization within their schools that they can get involved with, find other Christians and grow in their faith. So that's the the way the huddles in the school started was that, hey, we wanted these when, when people come back from camps and and have a great experience that come to know Christ. There's a there's a accountability group, a place they can go in the school, and then hopefully we get them involved in their ch- local church as well. Well, did you not become your uh, position was director, state director of F- FCA? Is that correct? Correct. Uh, that's about as high as you can go in Georgia. <laughs> well, well, it's uh, it's the ministry has grown just tremendously. It's it's. It's the largest uh, staffed, more staff in the state of Georgia than any other state in the country. So it's been a tremendous, uh, the, the guys that are taking over now that are a lot younger and are doing a great job and they're going to ministry. So it's, uh, uh, yeah, Lord's blessed. It's really blessed that ministry. And uh, it's neat to see it continuing to grow. Uh, Dickie, do you, this is put, pinning you down a little bit, but do you have a most memorable a student uh, hope story that happened because of SCA's influence. You know, I don't, I can't think of one specific uh, person. Uh, you know, when we, with SCA, it's interesting because when you, your camps or huddles and you see, you see young people make professions of faith quite a bit. Okay. And uh, you see, uh, um, uh, you know, coaches uh, that, that change their lives in the way that they coach. So I, I, I can't think of one particular uh, instance, but there's just so many, so many times that, uh, you know, the gospel is presented and, and numbers of people come and even coaches huddles and things like that where we're able to, to share, uh, share the message of Christ and, uh, and in their, their lives are changed as well. So, I, not one specific thing comes to mind, but there's just so many of them that uh, it's it's a really uh, a neat ministry. Well, it means if you join SCA, you're going to get benefit of it, and uh, you, many of them do have life changing events. That's that's no for question. certain. Absolutely. Uh, and most of the schools, I guess, because of the way you you uh, are able to present yourself, are open to SCA coming in. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're all open. They're all, you know, they're all, they all have issues. They all, the school's problems they have, they, when they see, uh, you know, even in places where sometimes they may not be Christians, administrators or what they all are looking for positive uh, influences on uh, their young people. So they're all very rarely do you find a, a situation where they're not open. And as long as, you do it in the right way. You know, everything is student-led, and there's no pressure, and people can voluntarily come and go as they please. As long as you do it in the right way, they're, they're always very open uh, to the ministry coming into the school. Well, that means a lot because uh, 
uh, again, it's the way that you present yourself. It's the way the ministry presents itself, that it's uh, positive and, and doesn't have any negative uh, tones to it. It's just yeah. going to benefit the students. And boy, with this day and time, we need to give something positive for the students. That's right. And again, it's all voluntary. People can come and go if they want. So there's no pressure, nothing like that put on anybody for sure. Well, I understand that you call yourself retired. I don't really believe that. But, uh, <laughs> what? Well, well, I just don't get paid for anything anymore. That's what it is. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying myself uh, tremendously. I'm involved with several uh, ministries uh, locally here. Uh, I get to still lead a couple of coaches Bible studies with FCA. I get to work with ministries like City of Refuge, which I enjoy, Wheels of Hope. Uh, I get to work with a uh, couple lead a community group in my church. I get to play a lot of golf, which I enjoy too. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I, I, I stay uh, uh, pretty, pretty busy doing things that, uh, that I really enjoy doing and like to do and, uh, and enjoying it very much. Well, the beauty of it is all those years with FCA just gave you a, a ministry feeling of how you can extend yourself, even though you're not in an actual position, uh, you still can minister. That's right. Yeah. It's, uh, and, it, and it's with different, different ministries, different ways and, uh, things that, um, that, uh, I have a heart for. I, I find that sometimes things, change you know what i was doing with fc i loved enjoyed i loved uh, helping hire staff and create ministry and grow ministry and but it got to a point where it was time for somebody else to to take that role and and now you know i do love fca and get to volunteer with them but there's other ministries and other things that i i enjoy too that i'm able to get involved with that i did wasn't before so uh, so yeah things are things are uh, going great well, it sounds like they are, and you know they they say retirement's an opportunity to do what you want to do. But I think that's right. what, what you're trying to do is continue the Lord's work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I I don't I, I don't like to use the word retire. I kind of use the word refire, just uh, refire in a different way, and uh, and that's what that's what I'm enjoying now. Yeah. Well, it makes uh, it makes good sense. I've never heard it put exactly like that, but uh, <laughs> it does make a lot of sense. Uh, well, I tell you what, Athens and our town and our citizens that you've come in contact with have really benefited from your uh, compassion and uh, your desire to help people and your desire to give them hope. Uh, I think these high school and uh, I call them junior high, middle school, they need hope uh, because mm -hmm. of their environment. Mm -hmm. And uh, FCA is just a facilitator of that. <clears throat> Agree. <clears throat> you know, there are there are some some um, tough situations. Uh, young people are coming up with uh, fatherless and, and in many cases, uh, difficult situations at home. And uh, when they can come to a school and find Haven, find a uh, coach or a uh, someone who's leading the ministry of FCA, somebody that loves them, and wants to pour into them and. In many cases, they become a father figure to to many uh, young people, whether it's girls, guys. I mean, we have as many uh, girls involved with FCA as we do guys. And in most cases, the girls at that age are, are the leaders, uh, you know, in our FCA huddle. So uh, so it's 
you know, it's a haven. It's it's hope for for people that maybe come from some difficult backgrounds and are having some difficult experiences in their life. And uh, it can introduce them to other young people that can uh, be a be a, a mentor to them. And even the adults, the, the 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 adults that are in our schools that work with huddles are just tremendous influences on a lot of those uh those young people so uh yes i think it brings hope to uh a lot of uh uh people in our school system that 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 when they leave that school their struggles and uh and i think fca helps uh helps um, bring some uh some hope uh to those people for sure and certainly positive interaction there's no question about that That's correct well unfortunately we come into a close of uh Talking to Dickie Clark, uh, he's a uh, well-known football player, and uh, he did some great things there, but he also has really done a great ministry in his life, dedicated himself to FCA and other things of, of a positive nature. Thank you so much for being with us, Dickie. Thank you, Danny. Good to visit with you. Subscribe to our social media and share your stories on the hopewithdanny.com website. Remember, it's all about hope. I'm your host, Danny Daniel. This episode was recorded at Vega Studios.